and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And today I am very excited because I'm going to be chatting with one of my new friends, Michelle. We technically haven't met in person yet, but it's going to be really fun when we do. So Michelle is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Her and her husband have a wedding photography company. She also is the owner of Layla Chanel Studios, which is her associate photography team. Michelle also owns M. Harris Hustlers, which is her education company. And she has her own business called I, wait, what is it? Bombshell Eyelash. <laughs> Bombshell, yep. Bombshell. Okay, I'm like really killing it. So um, <laughs> it's Michelle Harris Templeton is your full name, correct? It is, but most people know we want Michelle Harris. Right, your, your maiden name. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, um, really, I knocked that intro out of the park. So well, <laughs> welcome, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Uh, me too. So I got introduced to Michelle because she puts on a event here in San Diego for primarily wedding photographers, right? It's almost, it's all wedding photographers, isn't it? Yes, all wedding photographers. Yeah, and that event is Hustle and Heels, and I'm going to be one of the speakers. So I'm super excited, A, that you trusted me to do it, and B, that I'm going to be there and meet all of your awesome people. So thanks for that. Really looking forward to it in April. I'm excited for you to be a part of it. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, so our, it's, fully, it's fully booked and sold out for this year, right? Yes, there are no more tickets left. Okay, but if everyone is interested, they should follow your Instagram account so they can be the first ones to sign up in 2021. Absolutely, because we've already planned it out. So. Love it. Is it going to be in San Diego again? It is not. It's going to be on the East Coast, but I can't give too much uh, information out just yet, but I'm, I'm working on something pretty big. Okay, fair enough. But at least we know like which side of the country it'll be on. I mean, yeah. I'm never mad about a I'm never mad about mad about a business trip myself. So we'll see yeah. what's going on. Okay, well, welcome. Let's just start out by you sharing a little bit about uh, your background and how you got started in entrepreneurship. Okay, so I was a insurance agent, and uh, I was really really tired of just living paycheck to paycheck. I had two little girls, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to figure out a way to make some money. And um, I'm not one of those photographers who's been like, oh, I've always loved photography. I've done it since I was little and then made it into business. Like I bought my camera and I was like, I'm gonna make money with this shit. Like this is what we're about to do. <laughs> so when I bought it, I immediately just kept enrolling myself in like little business online classes. And like, that's really what I was focusing on. And like my craft got better and better as I was practicing, of course, but like 
I am really, really good at business. And so the first year that I did weddings, um, I did 20 weddings that year, which is insane. And then I've been doing consistently like 20 to 30 weddings every year for the last five years, well, four years from there. Um, and then somewhere in there, two years after I built my associate team, and then I've just been serial making companies ever since. So when you say you're still doing 20 to 30, is that your associate team or like you and Nathan individually? No. So this year I capped it at 20 for me and Nathan because um, I'm speaking at all these different events. I'm having my own events and I'm like, I can't do more than 20 weddings a year. But my associate company did like over 32 weddings last year on top of my 27 that I did last year. Okay, so I've never shot a wedding and I have zero creative skills with respect <laughs> to this industry. But just based on working with a lot of photographers, I know that 20 is still a pretty good amount. And when you yeah. add that on top <laughs> of the fact that you're a mom and you have like three other businesses, are you not just crazy busy? I'm, I'm insanely busy. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to like bring it back down because I've like expanded it so much and like it all branched off of my original wedding photography company being successful. Um, so I'm like, I can't just like drop it off, which I mean, I, I do love still doing weddings as well, but like, I can't do as many as I used to. Also, I mean, my prices have increased tremendously. Like I started 5,000 now. So I thought that that was going to slow down the amount of bookings, but it hasn't yet. So it's like, at this point, I, I might just take off the bottom package where I'm just doing photography and it just be me and my husband doing uh, photo and video starting at 7,900 maybe that'll slow me down because that's where I'm at at this point. Like I need something, I need something to slow down around here. Hey, that's a really good place to be in because I find so many creatives that I talk to are like really resistant to price increases. And I always tell them, I'm like, obviously I'm not in your shoes, so I can't consider myself to be an expert at pricing in the photography industry, but principles of supply and demand. Like if you're fully booked, raise your prices until exactly. it looks like you're not going to get fully booked anymore. And then maybe that's where you hit your break-even point. Exactly. I mean, and pricing's always been something that I've really been good at. So this year I've been doing a whole bunch of uh, little like 20 minute uh, pricing minis for photographers uh, because a lot of them have like, these stupid packages they just threw things together they don't know what's going on but they're like i don't understand why they won't book and it's like well why do you have all this crap in this package don't nobody want this and they're like oh <laughs> so like, you make it simple give us some example of something people really like to put in their packages that none of the like clients don't actually want some shit that oh there's nothing that pisses me off more than when photographers have usbs in their package like it's 2020 okay like why would you give somebody a USB? Like, if I handed you a floppy disk, what would you do with it? <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen to USBs. We don't even have USB ports in our computers anymore. Like, stop doing that. We have plenty of options for online galleries for photographers to put their photos, and it makes it easier for their clients. Like, all they have to do is send a link, and they can send their link to grandma, uncle, whoever. But if you give it on a USB, you have to put it in your computer, pick out the photos, send it to someone, or download, print it and then go to the post office and send it. Like, why are you doing any of that? Like, or making your clients do any of that? That shit makes me so angry. <laughs> That's fair. And also, yeah. I'll let people know that once you're doing USBs, it also triggers like weird sales tax rules in different states too. So oh, just not I can only imagine. It's just so bad. Like, why? Don't do that. Take them out now. <laughs> I like it. I'm here for all of this guidance. So when you say you do 20 minute minis, are, those are like paid one-on-one -on -one consultations? Yeah, so what I have them do is send me like 
uh, all their information, like their website, their social media, and like their current investment guide. And I look through everything. Oh, in a gallery, so I can look through and make sure their work is worth what they're charging to. Um, and I look at all that beforehand, make three or four collections, depending on what they're doing. And then when we get on the phone, I give it to them. They typically have a look of shock and awe on their face because they're like, are you sure that I'm worth this? And I'm like, you should have been charging this. <laughs> and then they get to ask me whatever else they want to do, like within that 20 minutes. I love that. That's awesome. So everyone that's listening, this I'm going to warn you all, this podcast is going to be kind of all over the place and that's just on my end. So I'm still working on my interviewing craft, but mostly why I wanted to bring Michelle on is because she's just like fucking killing it and all these different businesses. So I want to pick her brain and ask her a lot of just really nosy questions because that's my favorite thing to do. So I'm here one, for it. Awesome. So one of the questions I had was, um, I talked to a lot of photographers and again, like I'm not a, I'm not an outside CFO yet. I mean, maybe in the future. But mm -hmm. I do, when we talk about contracts and scaling into an S-corp and all this stuff, we get into these kind of money details. And I find that a lot of them kind of hit uh, ceiling for themselves. So obviously in the beginning, the trouble is getting leads, but then after that, they kind of hit the ceiling. Where do you think that ceiling existed for you? Like what income level to start out with? And then have you seen any since then? Do you understand what, like where I'm going with this question? Yeah, I get it. But I, I don't. I don't think I've reached it because I keep making more companies. <laughs> like, so th that's my issue. <laughs> like, yeah. the, like my first year I made 50,000 while doing it part-time. So that's when I quit. Cause I was like, why, if I made 50,000 when I'm making 40 at this insurance job doing a part-time, why would I just not quit and then put all my, all my energy into one business. So I did that. And then the next year I immediately started making six figures. So like, like right at like 102 or something like that. Not, not like nothing crazy, but like I've hit six figures every year since then. But like after year two, where it was still just my business, because I hadn't met my husband yet. Um, I was like, okay, well, let's make an associate team because I'm getting more, more and more expensive. Let's fill in the gap. So I made that and then so started to grow that. And then I decided I wanted to become a speaker and educator because it's something I'm really, really passionate about. And so then I added that in. So like, I don't know that I've hit like any ceiling yet because I keep adding shit to it. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just looking from the perspective of, it, it looks like on the outside looking in, a lot of established photographers, they get to the point where they're booking like 30 weddings a year at around like, you know, four or $5,000. So they're kind of capped out on their time, like between 100 and 150,000. And they have a hard time seeing how to build a multi six figure business without having multiple businesses. So it sounds like to you, you like having multiple businesses, but if you were only going to do it, like from a photography perspective, it seems like people either decide to go in the associate direction or they decide to go like in the education direction. I mean that, or they could just keep raising their prices for their collections and add on in-person sales. Like, I used to do in-person sales and I loved it. And I used to make a lot of money. It's just that because I kept building businesses and that was more important to me, I slowed down on that. But you can make a shit ton of money by raising your prices and then selling them products. Like then you don't reach a ceiling because you keep increasing your pricing and increasing your product pricing and there's no ceiling. It'll just keep going. 
Yeah, that's fascinating. So I had this conversation just a few weeks ago. One of my really good friends runs a marketing company. I'll ask her if she minds if I like name her in the show notes. But she talks a lot about, to, to me, about selling in person and how a lot of photographers in particular seem very resistant to doing that for whatever reason. Is there a reason why a lot of people don't seem to want to do it? Because based on the conversations I have, I've also worked with clients who do sell in person. So I've seen their profit and loss statements and know how profitable mm-hmm. it can be. So like, right. what's, the, what's the resistance? They just are scared. They're like, I can't sell things. But like, there's so many programs out there that will teach you that all you have to do is educate your clients on how things work. It's not a matter of like being salesy and tricky and, you know, trying to add on a, you know, maintenance package to a car or something like, it's just, Hey, these are what I offer, you know, later on in, in the process, you're going to have the option to buy these. This is exactly how much it is. So it's like, there's no confusion. I think what happens is people are scared, that, so scared that when they start, they're like, oh, they like try to explain it, but they don't explain it well. So then at the sales meeting, the people are like, what is this? Like, what, what are these prices? Like, what is it? I have to buy my pictures. Like if they don't educate their clients up front, they will get their nightmare at the end. So as long as they do that, they wouldn't have that problem. But a lot of people are so scared to sell that they're like, I can't do it. And so they just don't. So they just stay exactly where they're at. So when it comes to selling in person, are you still delivering them a digital gallery or no? So some people do it differently. Uh, When I was doing in-person sales, I was doing it for family sessions and for engagements. And I wasn't giving them the images. So they would have to meet back with me and there was a package they could get that had the images in it and would have something printed as well. So they would have to get that. So that's something you'd have to explain to them before you do their session because they're going to assume because there's a ton of other photographers out here that don't do in-person sales. They're going to assume that they do get all the images. So as long as they are educated on how it works, they won't be upset. Got it. So it's just like a front end client expectation management sort of thing. Exactly. That's, that is the biggest part of in-person sales. Love it. Okay. Yeah. And what I found, so I always tell people, especially my, so my husband's an attorney and whenever I go out to dinner with him and his friends, none of them have any idea what I do because I have a membership and I sell courses and it kind of just blows their mind. Right. And (laughs) so what I've learned is it's like, stop, like stop fucking looking at what the standard is in your industry to decide how you Mm. should grow your business. Like I have never worked in a law firm and I think that's actually helped me because I never think like, well, how would a normal law firm do this? I just look at, well, what would be best for my clients and what's going to be best for me? And then I can create offers to fit that gap in the market. And I don't think enough people do that. No, I mean, they, they definitely don't do that. Um, I have a lot of people ask me about my associate team and they're like, I'm scared that I'm going to train someone and then they're going to run off and do their own thing. And I'm like, good. Like, you should want that for someone. Like, why would you want to keep them only shooting for you? Like, that's not like how I run my associate company. Like they all run their own businesses first. Like that should be their first priority. And I like pour into them education so that they can expand their businesses. But I will book out like a couple months in advance. Like it's January. And so for March and April weddings, I'm now like, hey girls, who's available for these dates? So I can fill in three Saturdays for them, but not hold a Saturday like a year in advance for them. It just gives them extra money. So like, 
just do it that way. You don't have to like hold people and like, oh, you can't shoot for anyone else. You can't tell anyone my secrets. Like, <laughs> it's just like people just have a scarce mentality that just drives me insane. Right. And it's also like, if they go, if they go and start their own business, I mean, sure, if you really want to take like the negative aspect, that's one more competitor on the market, but they're probably not your direct competitor anyway. They don't have your brand and you're probably not going after the same clients until, you know, they've been in business for 10 years. Exactly. I teach all of my Leo Chanel photographers the exact same thing. Like I pour into them all types of business, shooting, all anything that they want to know, I teach them. And so what? If they, they're out there doing it, they're still not me. They're never going to be me. <laughs> so like no one's going to be you. Just do what you got to do. I'm never worried about what anybody else is doing. And I think that's one of the main reasons I've gotten where I'm at because I don't, I don't care. I don't care what anyone else is doing. They're like, oh, well, you know, the people around me, they cost this much. So I don't know if I, and they're like, oh, well, how much do the people around you cost? I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't care. I don't look. I know how much I'm worth. That's it. Right. Yeah. Like all you really need to know is how much you're charging and whether your clientele is ready, willing, and able to pay that. Right. That's what you need to be focused on yourself, not right. everybody else and what they're doing and where they're at. Yeah. Be like, can I deliver a $10,000 photography service? Hell yeah, I can. Will my clients pay it? Well, let's fucking find out. It, hello. Because <laughs> if you don't charge it, then they're not going to. I also like, I don't, I don't think that photographers should have one price. Like they're, Caitlin James teaches that. They're like, oh, just have one collection and then they can add an album and that's it. And I'm like, so no one's ever going to be like, oh, you charge 3000 Okay, great. No, let me give you five. It's fine. Like, if you don't have an option for them to give you more money, you're never going to get more money. Yeah. Right, one, of, one, of my, one of my business mottos is you should always have a way for people to give you money. Exactly. Because I'm always like, it sounds really obvious, but I talk to so many people who are doing, so just spending a lot of time on stuff that's not monetized, like at all, which you're is not going to catch me. It's not gonna catch me. There's no, there is nothing I ever put out, and it can say free all over it. But there's something in there. I know I'm gonna make money out of somehow. Yeah, I like that. I pre I appreciate it, but yeah, <laughs> I'm like an old no bullshit kind of person, so I'm here for it. We should have you. Um, kind of off topic, but in my mm -hmm. alumni membership for my course, I really mm -hmm. want to bring in some uh, pricing strategists and experts. So I'd love to have you okay. sometime. If you want to do that, be really fun. I'm all for it. I love, I love prices. I love money. I don't love numbers and math, but I do love money. So I make an exception. Yeah. <laughs> I said, they, you know, they tell you not to talk about religion, politics, and money at the dinner table, but those are my three favorite topics because everything else is. <laughs> I'm like, if you're, if you're spending your whole life talking about other things, then it's, it's just, you know, pleasantries, I feel like. Yes. I mean, and I, I love talking about money. I love when people like make a shit ton more of me and it just makes me so excited because it just reminds me that like I can do that. Yeah. Because there's no like so, unicorns. I love listening to podcasts where people are talking about their revenue and everything. What I don't like is when they just talk about their revenue and they don't talk about their expenses. So I'm like, okay, mm. well, was $900,000 of the $1 million you earned in revenue, like Facebook ads, or are you actually having a right. good ROI and KPIs and everything? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about um, your education company a little bit more. So how did M. Harris Hustlers get started? Um, I just, I had read a book um, called Superfans. I can't remember the- um, It's Pat Flynn's yeah. book, isn't it? Pat Flynn's, yes. Um, and so like, I was just super, super inspired to like, 
put a name on my, um, like on my community. And I was like, okay, let me just make a Facebook group. And like, it has like grown like wild wide. Like, and everyone knows me like as a hustler and it went with uh, Harris. So it was perfect. And, am, I in um, your, am I in your Facebook group? I think, mm, I think I'll so. Jo- I'll look, I'll look and join if I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I gotta hang out um, where cool people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I just started going live in there and I was like, Hey, I'm going to go live about this. I'm gonna go live about that. And so people just kept inviting their friends, inviting their friends. And then just one day and, or one night in the middle of the night, I had some dream about hustle and heels and I just created it. And the first one was an absolute flop and like, but like not in like real life because it looked great, but in my head, like I wanted it to be what my last one was the first time. And there was like 15 people for the first time. And I thought it was going to be like this big, huge thing. And then it wasn't. You for um, your hustle and heels conference. Right. Cause I, I just grew that from my group. I was like, you know, I gave them the confidence. Like, let me put on like a big event that they can come through. None of I know who I was for real, for real. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know what made me think I could do that, but it's fine. And then I made the second one and there was 75 people and it was big and it was a nice. big thing. Live but, events yeah. are so hard. So hard. Yes, they are. And just like, because you are want something, have a vision, doesn't mean that you need to be organizing it. Right, because you got to plan it. But then you also like, there's the sales aspect. You got to fill the seats. And then yep. it's, you know, it's one thing to like sell a product, a product, but it's another mm-hmm. thing to like sell it. And then also like people have to fly, like fly there, right? Yeah. Like it's a big deal. Like, and even the, the one in, in April, having it on the West Coast, I didn't realize how many people don't know who I am over there. So I was like, like bringing a fish out of water, like trying to bring all of my East Coast people to West Coast. And I mean, a lot of them did um, buy tickets, but it was a struggle because they were like, mm, I don't know anything about that. Like, and I didn't know anyone in that area. So, I mean, it ended up working out, but I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna bring it back to the East Coast. <laughs> be much easier to sell tickets this time. Well, you should like, come, uh, you should come do a trip, uh, like a coastal trip, Natalie Frank style and speak at all of our Tuesdays Together events. I should do that. I should do. So what I did on Tuesday when I was there is I just made my own. <laughs> I just made my own event and just invited a whole bunch of photographers that were out there. Um, and then they all like Instagrammed it. And so now I have like, I don't know, about 30, 40 West Coast photographers that just joined my MHR Sussex group. So that was pretty awesome too. Love it. I'll, inv- I'll invite all my friends because I've been in Tuesdays together here for a few years. So super fun. Oh, I'm down. You just let me know what Tuesday. Yes. Also, before I forget, this is like random. It's basically, we're just having a conversation and it's going to be posted on a podcast. So um, Pat Flynn actually does a free monthly meetup in San Diego every month. Um, Get out. Yeah, it's super fun. So I've been going for a little over a year, but if you're here the first Wednesday of April, you should, we should go. First, oh, I won't. I'm being Costa Rica. I, I almost sounded sad, and I was like, "Wait, you can't sound sad about yeah, you can't, Costa Rica." Yeah, you can't sound sad about Costa Rica. But next time you're next time you're next in town, time. yeah, yes, definitely, super fun. He he's awesome. Um, I like to name drop him like we're best friends. I'm pretty sure like he knows who I am, but you know, <laughs> I'll take it because he definitely don't know it. who I am. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're one step ahead of me, if not seven. Yes, one one step ahead to fame. And I always tell people, um, Amy Porterfield's house is like 20 minutes away from my house. So we're basically best friends. Oh, I mean, as long as that's how it works, then you're in good shape. (laughs) Okay, perfect. All right. So um, what year did you start M. Harris Hustlers? Oh, oh, M. Harris Hustlers was 2018. 
Oh, okay. So it's not been that long. How many people do you have in that Facebook Mm-mm. group? Um, a thousand twenty-five, something like that. Nice. And do you find that it is like a pretty good incubator for your like uh, paid products? Absolutely. That is actually the only way that I sell it because I find different reasons to make to like have like free classes in there. Like I have an engagement session prep guide that's like a Canva um, template that they can just put their pictures in and pretty much just send it to their clients. Um, And so I'll do something like all right, tonight I'm going to talk about how to prep your clients for engagement sessions. They're like, oh my God, it's like tune in. And I'm like, yeah, this is how I do it. This is exactly what I say. This is the email I send. And if you need the template, it's $20 off until midnight. And they're like, ah, and they go buy it. <laughs> okay, I need, to, I need to schedule a consultation with Michelle because I'm trying to grow my Facebook group and I think I'm doing it wrong. Oh, and I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm so good. I'll give like a giveaway. I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm giving away $50 in my shop, which obviously doesn't cost me anything because it's just like my templates be like $50 for some of the things. Um, and I'll be like, okay, so in order to enter, invite three friends and comment your favorite Disney princess or something like that. And so because they comment on it, it raises it up. So more people will see it. And then more people will invite more people to my group. So like, how, I've been doing stuff like that. This is this is what I'm gonna be kind of grappling with as I grow my group. So I it's up to like 450 people. Uh, I started it like six months ago, around about. But That's great. yeah, I'm finding people want to join it, and then they just like want to tag me to get their legal and tax questions answered. And I kind of encourage that in the beginning. Yeah. But obviously, if everyone could get my advice for free in the Facebook group, like, why are they going to join my membership? So I'm trying to build better community inside the group. But that's a lot harder said than done. Yeah, I mean, still answering questions will still help. Because, like, I mean, people post questions about things for wedding photography all the time that could be answered in my online course or something like that. But still giving those little nuggets just will remind them that you know what you're talking about. So at some point when you're really, really hard selling, whatever you're selling, uh, they will go for it. Cause they're like, I remember he answered this question and he was spot on and it really helped me a lot. Let me go ahead and just in- invest in whatever it is that he has. Love it. Yeah. That's going to be like one of the goals moving forward. Okay. So cool. What is your, like your signature program? Do you have one course or I know you know you have multiple yeah. programs, but what's your course all about? So my online course I have is called posing for profit. Um, and it's this a posing online course where I teach photographers like a workflow on how to never like forget poses or like just stand there stuck and not knowing what to do next. Um, but also it teaches them how to pose to show off the vendors for the wedding because a lot of times they're so focused on just shooting the weddings for the clients. Um, but they'll do stuff like point the bouquet straight down to the ground if they're doing like a dip or something. And that does nothing for the floors. You can't see the flowers. So it's like little, little things like that, that like I teach them how to, to change their posing, just like microscopic little things. Um, and it makes huge differences because if you really show off and do a great job with the vendors, they then will refer you to more brides than you will profit. So I bet, yeah, I bet vendors also love you. They do. They really do. And that's, <laughs> I, I think that's the main reason why I've, I've never struggled to book weddings because they're always still coming from someone that I have made sure to go out of my way to impress over the years. And they'll probably could be great affiliates for your course too. Yeah. Yeah. They probably could. I, I probably should talk to them about it. I don't think I have ever talked to like my florist friends and planner friends and things like that about that, but 
that would yeah, be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, after this call, we're going to talk about you being an affiliate for my course. So then I think you can have that conversation <laughs> with other vendors. Um, I'm here for it. Cool. Well, I love that it's posing for profit because it's pretty specific. It's not just like how to start a business, you know, like yeah. every other course it's out there. What's your, what's your price point on it? So uh, for the online course is $390. And then the live events that I was putting on is because of my group. I said to them, like, you know, what's your biggest struggle with booking brides? And they were telling me about how they're struggling with posing and they don't have the portfolio to back up like their pricing that they want to to have. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make events where I come out, I teach you posing and then have a luxury style shoot for you to shoot. Two problems solved in one event. And so that's why I'm doing that like five times over the year. Love it. Is your course on Evergreen or is it like a live launch model? Um, it's, it's like a live launch model because I have it in my, um, in my shop just as like a part of like a bundle and you can buy it separately, but I have, I don't really have like a whole like sales thing set up for it. It just kind of keeps selling itself because people are post, like posting in my group. Oh my God, I just booked the bride and did this engagement session. Look at these photos. Like I love, like, you know, posing helps so much. And then people are like, Oh, what's that? And then they go to my shop and end up buying it. So like, I probably should get like a funnel and something together, but I, I don't have it right now. I, really I mean, don't. if your program's selling yourself, I wouldn't be too worried about it. But if you know that your offer is that way, well validated and you wanted to build a funnel to like send Facebook traffic to like Facebook ad traffic to, it could be. It's something I need to do. Like, honestly. Well, I, think I tried like, to hire someone for it and it was an epic fail. So I feel like you got enough shit going on, you know, like wherever it falls into your priorities is that is what it is, right? <laughs> that's where I'm at. Like that's, that's really where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easy enough. Like it's easy enough for outsiders to tell you like, Oh, you're probably missing out on money there. And it's like, all right, well, I'm doing all these other things. So just step off for a second. Right. Yeah. Like, add it to the list, please. Okay. So let's talk about so everyone, the reason why I invited Michelle on the podcast specifically is because she posted on her personal Facebook last week about what revenue goal she was trying to hit this year in business, which I thought was awesome. Um, so do you want to share with everyone like what that post was all about and what your revenue yeah. goal is? So in 2019, I wanted to make 200,000 and like the previous years I'd always hit a hundred thousand and I went to like 140 and then a little bit past that. Um, and then finally, I was just like, okay, I know that I can reach 200,000. And so I just worked my ass off that year. And then I passed it in like September. And I was like, oh shit, like I still got like three more months. Like I can still make a lot more money. So I, I put it up to 250 and then I ended up making 265 by the end of the year. Now that's just, you know, net, like it's not like a gross, right? Yeah. Gross. All of it. <laughs> it's all of it. Um, not that I had that after the year because I definitely didn't um and then so this year I, I I wanted to say like okay I'm gonna be a millionaire but then I was like I'm not gonna stress myself out because a millionaire takes 19,000 a week and that's like a lot, that's a lot of that's a lot of thousands it's a lot of thousands and it's a lot of stress and I was like let's let's just double like you did the year before which is already like you know an ambitious goal and just keep it here so like that's what I'm in the post about um and I was actually a little nervous to do it on my personal but not because of like photographers or people like in my community or anything. It's really my family because literally like two of them wrote on there. Oh, my goal this year is to get a loan from you. Like, like no, that's, that's not, that's no, not, how, this that's is not helpful. That's not helpful. That doesn't feed my babies. Like that's just not how it works. 
but it, it ends up think, like, you know, motivating a lot of people. Yeah. I think most of us can relate to that. Right. Because there's a lot, like people are so weird about money. Right. So like, cause I started doing my profit reports on my podcast and I grow 75 last year. My, my like really big goal for this year is to do 200. So that's like a huge, like that's yeah. a double. It's a huge jump. Right. And yeah. I talked about in my first profit report, how it's awkward to bring it up on the podcast because then it's like, it feels braggy, but at the same time, it's like, am I going to make people feel bad if they're not making that much money? And in the end, you guys, everything is relative. Like you, you are where you are in life. And you mm-hmm. know, if you want to be a seven figure business owner, like awesome, fucking do it. If that sounds right. stressful to you and you don't have those kind of aspirations and like do whatever you want to do. <laughs> right. And what, whatever goal you set is like your expectation expectation of success success i don't know why my words aren't working your expectation of success is like what you need to strive for not anybody else's um i did hate that everyone for some reason at the end of 2019 everyone was like well i'm not going to do my year in review because it's going to make some people feel uncomfortable fuck that like i worked my ass off all last year like and in the middle of last year i my i lost my mom unexpectedly and so, like, I was out for, like, a whole month, and I still fucking killed it last year. So, like, I'm going to tell everybody, I worked my ass off. This is what I did. I'm super proud of myself, period. Like, that's it. And, and if you're like, oh, I made $30,000 this year, I booked this many weddings, and next year I'm going to do this, whatever your level of success is, you need to be proud of it, like, and talk about it. Like, people need to talk about their goals. Whoever told people that they need to be quiet about their goals, dumbest motherfuckers on the earth period like oh keep it to yourself and work quietly why why like you need to speak things into existence everything that i've done in my business is because i put it out my harness company that i posted about that was the whole point of me talking about my goal because i was adding on another company like i'm i put it out there i haven't even figured out all the logistics but i let everybody know wait and watch this is what i'm about to do it's not going to hurt me in some way. That's not going to make it so that I won't reach my goal of launching this company or making this money. But like talking about it and putting it out is going to help me do that. Nice. I I love it. I'm here for it. I want to take that like three minute segment and just like put it everywhere. as (laughs) We're going to splice it. We're going to splice it into like Instagram stories. It'll be very shareable content. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Okay. So let's talk about as you're striving to double revenue this year, how are you tracking your finances? Do you have a bookkeeper? Um, I don't have a bookkeeper, but I do have uh, QuickBooks. And what I did is finally this year, I added on a second HoneyBook because before I was doing my Layla Chanel and my M Hair Studios in one HoneyBook. And I was like, this is too much trying to figure out where it came from. So I have two HoneyBooks now. I love them that much. And um, so that makes that easy. And everyone, everything else is obviously separated into like how I sell it. So like my education platform um, comes from Squarespace and it adds up everything that I make from that. So everything's kind of like separate. And then I just add it all up in like into QuickBooks basically. So what, um, what percentage of your gross comes from photography and what percentage of it comes from your education products? So for my photography, including like me and my associate team, yeah. it's about 70%. And then my um, education when it comes to like Hustle and Heels, my online store, that type of thing is the other 30. Nice. And what's like, what's your goal to scale? So if you want to double revenue, are you just wanting to like double both of those or are you going to be scaling one of them more? 
So um, basically, I just kind of put my company on hold because I mean, it can because I already booked 20 weddings for this year. Um, and then I'm focusing on expanding my associate team. So when I was in San Diego, I added three girls to my team, which cost me nothing because like I said, I don't guarantee them anything. I just say, hey, like when I book a wedding, you're the girls I'm going to go and ask, hey, are you free? Um, so I'm doing that and I'm going to add a couple people in different cities uh, over the next couple of months and then just start marketing to those cities and just growing my associate team because I don't have to do anything except book the wedding. Right. That's it. And like, I have a team that takes care of everything else once I book it, literally every single thing. I don't have to talk to them, I don't touch it, I don't have to do anything once I book. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to expand this because it's way more money and less work for me. So that's my focus and my education, which is just kind of happening naturally as I keep speaking at different events and then keep hosting my event and it keeps getting bigger. Nice. Yeah, it's, I think it's always interesting to see, especially people who still have their toes in both like the services and the online business, like which direction they're going. Um, Like on my profit report, I talked about how last year my income was like half and half between the law firm and the education. But this year, my goal is actually to take fewer one-on-one clients and to like quadruple my education business because just more fun for me. So it's all about, you know, what you want to do. Exactly. Okay. Super cool. Um, What do you, do you do any kind of cash flow management system? No, I'm, I might be the worst. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I got a, I got a course for that. Don't worry about it. Do you, okay, good. Cause uh, like, like I, I don't look, I'm, I'm good at figuring out ways to make it. And then once I get it, I'm like, Oh, so what, where do I, where do I put it? <laughs> like, like I know that I'm supposed to do the profit first thing. I've, I've been failing at that. <laughs> so that, that's your, that's your assigned homework, Michelle. So okay. I teach inside of both my membership and my course, I teach like a, uh, in the membership, it's a basic cash flow system. And in the course, it's like very robust, but it's basically okay. my version of profit first. I'm not allowed to call okay. it profit first for trademark reasons. Of course. Um, we had a phone call about that, but um, <laughs> it's cash flow. <laughs> it's like no one invented cash flow management. It's been around for decades. So yeah, it's super fun. So I'm really excited to watch you scale to a, a multi seven figure business. And I think it's going to happen. I'm excited. I hope so. Okay. Anything else you want to share with all of our awesome listeners before we start to wrap this up? Um, just that, I mean, if you're a wedding photographer, joining the M. Harris Hustlers on Facebook is the place where you want to go. I do go live in there all the time. Um, but you will know now that I am going to be trying to sell you something inadvertently uh, if you watch this, but that's fine. That's, that's how business works. Like That's how I, I feed my children. So um, that's where you want to find me. I mean, if you're not, I still hang out on Instagram all the time. Those are the two places to find me. Any of my family who's on my, just my Facebook has to like do a pulse check and text me like, hey, uh, are you alive? <laughs> and I'm like, go to Instagram. Then you'll know exactly where I am, exactly what I'm doing. So those are the two places to find me. Perfect. Well, my mom is now managing my podcast. So I'll make sure that she gets all of your social media links in the show notes. I love it. Yes, it'll be great. And then we'll have, I'm sure, lots of great Instagram content for the Hustle and Heels conference in April. So everyone can look forward to that and look forward to attending on the East Coast next year. So thanks so much for coming. It was really, really fun. We'll have to do a follow-up sometime. I am here for it. I can't wait to do another one. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Michelle. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram and join her Facebook group. Uh, Just a heads up, I mentioned this on the Tuesday podcast episode, 
But end of day tomorrow on Friday, I'm doing a price increase inside of the Fundamentals Monthly Membership. Uh, so if you sign up between today and tomorrow, you can save $50 on the sign up and then $10 on the monthly membership. So if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, if you want details on all the cash flow management stuff, it'll be in there in the course content. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the You don't like a podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a good review. If you hated this episode, you can leave a hateful review. Either way, I'm just um, down for the attention, either which direction. So leave a review, subscribe, and I will be back in your earbuds on Tuesday. Hey there. Before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.